welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Each week, our hosts will be interviewing local, regional, and national business leaders to give you an inside peek into how they lead their business to success in the ever-competitive business climate. Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Today, I have a very special guest all the way over in Australia, Carlo King Carini, known as the Kingmaker is a world-class business and performance coach with 15 years of experience coaching individuals and teams from all over the world. His work focuses on two main topics, making more money and creating the king version of yourself from living in mental and emotional scarcity on only $3.62 per hour to leading multiple six-figure coaching businesses. Carlo has had to walk <clears throat> had to walk the walk of getting the absolute best out of himself and is now and now he is passing on the Kingmaker method to people all over the world, including everybody here. Carlo lives on the Sunshine Coast in Australia with his wife, Stacy, and their kids, Scarlett and Max. Carlo, welcome to the show. Lance, thanks for having me. Great to be here. Super excited for this. Beautiful. Uh, before we get into exactly what you do, I, I gotta I ask everybody, you know, how'd you get here? Are you from a family of entrepreneurs? Where, where does this entrepreneurial spirit really come from? Yeah, for sure. I am not from a family of entrepreneurs. I... Uh, I grew up in, in Italy and when I was 14, I moved to Australia. But when I was 18 at the end of high school, we went back for the first time um, since moving. And where my whole journey started was I was watching, I was massively into what we call football, but soccer, right? And um, I went back to the training ground where I basically grew up on. I was there every day. And a light bulb moment kind of went off in my head and I, I knew exactly what I wanted to do, which was to, to help people become the, the best version of themselves. Help initially started with kids and coaches and then it moved into coaches uh, later on. So at 18, I started my entrepreneurial journey. Uh, I thought it was going to be a breeze. It was everything but. Uh, and uh, 15 years later, here we are. What what is what is the king? I mean, one of the primary. I do, I had you on the show for two primary reasons. Number one, this sure. this title you've given yourself. I was like, I got to talk to this guy. Second of all, we're gonna get into some Catholicism and how how that affects what yeah. you do. I'm I'm a Catholic myself, and I take awesome. I take the religion super seriously in the sense of how how does that bleed into business without without 100%. pushing my religion on anybody else. Um. So the first 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 question I have here is regarding the kingmaker. What is the king and queen self? How do we create it? Yeah. The king and queen self is in very simple terms. It's the your best self, the best version of you, the, the greatest version of you that is not something outside of you, but it's already there. It's it's already you, but it's that 10.0. It's the best self. It's the one that is complete, integrated, that doesn't have any of those or gives into any of those uh, weaker energy and states of insecurity and doubt and laziness and um, scarcity and lack and stress and anxiety, all of those things that we feel every day in business. But it is that version of you that I, I actually believe, Lance, everyone knows what that's like. Everyone has is, is experienced that version of themselves when they were just on. Mm -hmm. They've experienced it before. But the problem is that they haven't stayed into that state, into that version of themselves long enough for their life to completely change. So that's what the king and the queen self is. It is that ultimate version of ourselves. And the kingmaker is, is basically 
you know, I started asking myself, what is it that I really do? I think a lot of business owners ask themselves the question of, well, what is it that I actually do? And for me, I knew that I wasn't just another business coach, another leadership coach. I was something more. And that's where sort of I came up with a term with a kingmaker because it's the, the kingmaker goes beyond the traditional roles of what a business coach does. It's not just within a box. It goes wherever he or she needs to go in order to help the person become the absolute best version of themselves. It's not easy because you put yourself at, on the line where you say, hey, I could get fired for, 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 for this, but hey, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to help someone succeed and see beyond their their weaker self to actually become everything they can be. It's not what I heard was you started making me think about flow state. It sounds like what you're trying to do is get people into there. Some other folks might think of it in that sort of way where you said where they're on everybody's experience where they're on, right. They're in that flow state. Is that basically what you're describing here? And then like trying to, when you, through your coaching, get people to really recognize when they're in it, how did they get there and then try to stay in it as long as possible? Yes. And it's about creating that identity that, that literally seeing themselves as that so that they stay into it on a consistent basis. Um, and, and when we look at business, we, we have to look at performance, individual performance of the, of the person that is running the business, right? Because once they're in the best version of themselves, the business is going to be in the best version of itself. And our business never su succeeds our own level of success and our own level of performance. So it is very much about creating that reality, that continuous and consistent reality where we we are on in that flow state for sure. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Let's move on to my second question then here. So you talk about the money blueprint, especially yeah. the Catholic money blueprint. Can you explain mm. what that is? Mm. So the idea behind this is that I know what it's like to be that service provider, business service provider, coach, um, electrician, whatever it might be, whatever we do as a service, to have a to have a really good heart and wanting to help people. And a lot of it, like I obviously I growing up in Italy, the the Catholicism and religion was a really big part of uh, of my upbringing and what I know. It is, and this has got nothing to do. I'm not saying there's right or wrong in it. I'm just looking at it uh, objectively, yeah. right? And when we do get into business, the our success becomes comes down to our ability to to make money to continue to do what we do, so that we can continue to help more people, right? But what I found through working with a lot of clients and even working through my own challenges is that I have a bunch of beliefs and ideas and assumptions around money myself the economy and other people when it comes to obviously a financial standpoint that either helps me to do more of what i'm called to do or is going to hold me back now the financial blueprint what is it it's basically this idea it's similar to what a builder would have to, to build a, a home, a, a building, whatever it is. Now, if I if I were to give the builder an instruction, say, hey, I want a 10-story um, 10, 10 building in Miami somewhere, right? But then what I do go forward and give him is really the blueprint for a one-bedroom, you know, little big shack somewhere, right? 
the end result is going to be the one bedroom beach shack. Where the frustration comes from me is that I say, that's not what I want. I want the other thing, right? But then the builder goes to me, well, this is what you've given me to work with. Now, we are, but we are the builder and we, and we have the blueprint within us. Now, where we get frustrated as business owners is that the blueprint that we have doesn't match where we actually want to go. So how is this blueprint created? How's it formed? It's formed in three ways. It's formed through the things that we hear, that we see, and that we experience. Okay. So let's talk financially for a second. If in our upbringing, and let's say, let's use um, Catholicism, for, for example, we grew up in a, in a strong um, Catholic upbringing, but it could be anything. It could be literally any kind of society and, and religion. It works the same. The things that we hear on a consistent basis around what money is, what money isn't, what rich people are, what rich people aren't, what wealth is, what it isn't, begins to create our map of the world, our, our blueprint around money which then, as I said before, is going to directly impact the results you're able to create. Then it's the things that we see on a consistent basis. So how do we see um, the people around us? What are the things that we see them do with money? When the bill, uh, electricity bill comes in, how, how are they responding to it? What do we see them do? It's the modeling, right? If our parents, you know, get a get an electricity bill, how do they respond to it? A credit card bill, uh, phone, whatever it might be. If they respond in a certain way, as kids, we see that we bring that in, we download it, and then eventually, when it's our turn and we receive the bill, all of a sudden, like, oh my gosh, I am my dad, I am my mom, I am my auntie. I'm doing the same things. Why? Because in the formative part of our life, the things that we again we hear and see become how we view that very thing and finally number three the third part of this is the emotional experiences that we have around money if we got in trouble around money if we um were you know were shamed around money whatever it might be the list goes on that becomes that becomes again that blueprint that map of the world around what we believe money is and this gets really interesting when we then step into business and we step into entrepreneurship why because by, by definition of being a business owner and being an entrepreneur, we are creators and we're putting th there in the world something that isn't there before. So we have to create it. Now, in order for us to create it, we can't go and create something that deep inside of us we feel uneasy about or like there's something wrong or that clashes with our beliefs. A better word that I like to use for belief is assumption, right? I think it's, it's a lot more freeing and a lot more flexible. So if we hear, for example, that money, and, and again, it, it's, a, it's a slight misconception because that's not necessarily what the book says, but if we hear that money is the root of all evil or that rich people are this or rich people are that, then mm -hmm. all of a sudden when it's now time for us to go into, into business and create the wealth that we must create in order to continue doing the work that we feel called to do, then it's very clear that there is a clash then and we're not going to allow ourselves to go to the level of success that, um, that we, that we can and, and need to go to. Yeah. What does money mean to you then? Because to me, one of the things it means is I, I'm so with you. Like I heard a lot of those things. 
growing up uh, in a lower middle class family where yeah, money's the root of all evil. Like there was almost no redeeming qualities about it to my mom and dad. It was a very high anxiety yeah. issue to them because they didn't have a lot. They weren't entrepreneurs. Now I'm this this serial entrepreneur, literally. And uh, one of the quotes that just sticks with me forever is from Kanye West, actually. And he said, money isn't having it. Money isn't everything, but not having it is. And so for mm. me, money is freedom. Money is mm. moves on the chessboard. What is it? What is mm. it to you? How do you mm. coach, you know, that transition? Yeah. It's, it's a couple of different things. One, one is resource. One is leverage, right? So it, it's the ability to to then be able to go and do things. So that is a form of freedom, right? Yep. The the one that I'm growing more and more into is that money is just money. And so when I unattach the emotional aspect to it, right? When I unattach, which requires a lot of internal work. And we have to, again, as an entrepreneurs, a lot of people say, oh, internal work is just a bunch of, you know, you know, woo-woo stuff that doesn't count. But it's not necessarily true because the we make money an emotional thing. Whereas if we just keep money as that, and and money is money. Money is nothing more. If I have a $100 bill, it doesn't say anything. It doesn't scream out. It's just what it is. And the meaning of money is just the meaning that I give to it. So if I just keep money neutral and I keep it, you know, something that, likes me and I like it and we have a good relationship with it and it flows easily, then I remove all the resistance. I disarm, you know, all the all the negative blocks that I put in my own head about it. So we, we have to we have to understand um we have to understand first of all what 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 have I been taught in the first place in order for myself to move forward free, right? In order for you to say I've got that freedom from it. What do I come into it with, right? And then, like, what trauma? To... What trauma am I bringing? It, it sounds like yeah. you're, you're. It's like that's the way. I, it's like Carlos is tackling money trauma. Very yeah. important. Yeah, hundred percent. It is. It's the baggage that we bring into it because I'm. And you asked me. Uh, you asked me what what does money mean to me? The thing. The thing for money is this. I I work with people that I love working with spiritual people, right? And I love working with people that are passionate about what they do because they feel like they're called to do this kind of work. Inside of them, you go like, man, I've just got this thing inside of me, Lance, that I just I love doing. I feel called to it. I just know that I'm 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 called to do this, right? Then if we're called to do something like this and we're so passionate about it, we're gonna need to have the resources. And the money to continue doing it because otherwise if i don't have the money and i work with a lot of coaches that they have to get another job in order to continue doing what they like to do because they need the money my thing is if i can help you make as much money as you can and you're free to go forward and you have nothing that is holding you back because business is hard enough as it is to show up consistently right and to do the work consistently that if we then have the money stress as well and anxiety man it makes it so difficult yeah. To continue wow. to do what, what you're called to do. It really does. Yeah. So so it's it's the it's the oil, it's the it's the oxygen to the fire that keeps your passion going. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You know, the majority of coaches and, and entrepreneurs they, we, they have a good heart, right? Because we're trying to solve problems either through a product or a service, right? Yeah. And therefore we love what we do. Why are so yeah. many so broke? Why are so many so broke? 
Helen, do you have? Okay, so <laughs> first, first of all, why are so many so broke? One is because they struggle to receive money again because of their money trauma. Okay, mm -hmm. so they struggle to receive money because they don't feel worthy. They don't feel worthy because they're not putting in the work consistently. They're not doing the things that puts their conscience at rest. That them between between themselves and themselves, they know that man, I, I'm putting in the work. I see myself doing the work. I, I can trust myself and respect myself because I see myself doing the work every single day to the level that they're actually capable of, right? And they're pushing their own limit, their own potential every single day. Once you do that, you take care of your mind, you take care of your body, you take care of your money, you take care of your relationships, and you're doing the things that you know you need to do. Because how many how many entrepreneurs do you know, right, that they know what they should be doing, mm -hmm. but they're not doing it consistently. So then what happens is that we start talking about self-worth, insecurities, lack of confidence, lack of self-esteem, which makes sense because we're not doing the things that we know we need to do every single day. If we do that, your energy changes. As your energy changes, your, your, your view of yourself changes. You start to feel yourself worthy. You have no issue with going out and speaking to people. As you speak to more people, you make more sales, you have more money, you get more results, and now you're on the upward trend. That's why I would say that people are broke. I would agree. And so and you, the really critical part here that I want to emphasize for everybody is we know we know what we want to what we're supposed to be doing, but then we don't do it right. And I think yeah. almost every human suffers from this. And so one of my I'll share one the mechanism that I have figured out how to change this is like, well, I've I've utilized my iPhone in a certain way where I have notes and I take notes on different tasks. For instance, like we have these meetings, these lean meetings, or I actually have notes for each employee because when they screw up or they do something well, I want to keep track of that because like I only review them once a year typically. And uh, and so th that's my mechanism for action and, and keeping track of things I need to act on. What kind of mechanisms are you giving people as a coach then to where mm -hmm. you're recognizing that problem, but like, okay, what kind of tools can they start trying to implement? And maybe my method won't work for some people, but maybe you have a different mm -hmm. idea. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I like that method on a, on a macro level. Uh, I really like to make performance um, almost uh, like so fail-proof. And in the sense that we, we want to have that macro, which I really love what the, the way you do it, but I also like to have a micro level. So every single day have, an, have a, a, a protocol, like a mindset method that if I, if I do things if I do this, the key things that is going to drive the result every single day, I know that by the end of the year, I already know where I'm going to be. So like inside of every year, everyone goes resolutions. I'm like, I don't care about your goals. I can, tell me, tell me what you do every single day, because if I can make the, the checkpoint so, so close between each checkpoint that I'm not going to fall too far. Right. I'm going to be able to stay super consistent. The second, the second mechanism, I mean, it's 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 having someone that is going to keep you accountable. And accountability is always self-accountability first, but someone to report to. I, I'm always committed to having a coach. Like, I don't care what it's going to cost me. I'm always going to have someone that I need to answer to. So having a coach and having a mindset method that helps you and that you can keep track of yourself every single day, then it's... Um, Again, it's going to help you to not fall too far behind, but it's also going to help you get 
way more momentum and get way more speed because you're staying way more consistent. Yeah, yeah, you need that feedback loop. Uh, I love this number that we've talked about already, $3.62 per hour, right? Yeah. That is a, mine is uh, $7.25 per hour. That, that That's yeah. my sort of bottom metric of where I kind of started. Man, you, you're living large there. I love well, that. I guess, I guess. Uh, so you were making that for 10 years. Yeah. I'm curious how that plays into, you know, you said you started a business at 18. Is that, is yeah. that where the math comes in with yeah. that? And then, yeah. and then what happened to get, what changed so that you could make multiple yeah. six figures? So, so we talked, we talked, it goes back to, to what we we're talking about before around the, the, the money blueprint and the, and the money traumas and, and the internal garbage that just, I had to work through myself because that, that $3.62 to me represents a lot right represents the the business owner that is so passionate about what he does that struggles to quit and that is just willing to go through whatever he has to go through to make it right also represents the the lack of self-worth that he has mm -hmm. right that is putting himself through that struggle and to, and that pain more more than he probably realizes and more than he has to right it also reflect to me reflects the business owner that is again really good at what he does that he's able to get awards and be recognized as being great at what he actually does but comes and the emotional reward comes at the expense of the financial pain and i see far too many business owners like this trades coaches people that love what they do, right? That I like, man, I'm building this thing. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. And just around the corner, I just need to invest in this thing. I just need to do that thing. And unfortunately, until you start being in abundance, financial abundance of yourself, uh -huh. you don't get the rewards that you actually, and the results for other people that you actually really know that you're capable of. And it's, comes across as selfish because I have to look after me first yeah. before I can really help someone else. And the truth behind that is that it's because even, even in the Bible, you're called to give from the abundance of your cup. But what do most business owners do? They, they're already in scarcity internally. They put on a mask. They put on a show pretending to be better than they're at, happier than they're at, more abundant than they're at. And so they put on this mask, but their cup is empty and they give from the emptiness of their cup thinking, man, I'm doing something holy because I'm, I'm serving people even more so. But really that's hurting you because you're not really giving the greatest of what you can give because you, you, you need that scarcity and that financial anxiety to be yes. gone from your life in order to actually give everything that you can give at the level that you can give. So it puts you in a flow state, right? I mean, you're describing again, another flow state. hundred percent that, that abundance state, because mm -hmm. if, if, I mean, you've experienced it, I've experienced it. It's not, a, it's, it's an impossible place. I mean, having, having, I like a saying that says that having money is hard, but not having money is impossible. Yep. Like that. There is no place for you to like the, you look ahead and there is no hope. You look ahead and there's like, man, I actually have no idea how I'm going to make money. That is a devastating place to be. You don't have money. You're like, man, I don't know how I'm going to make it. You're just like in this hole and you need to dig yourself out of it, right? So here's how I dug my, myself out of that. 
first of all, I realized that I was the problem. I realized that if I kept doing things the way that I was going to do it, it wasn't going to get me anywhere. So I actually focused on saying, okay, make money first. Actually, what do I need to do to get myself to make money first? I'm just going to focus on, I'm going to focus on getting to that point. And in order to do that, I had to focus external of me in saying, okay, first internal, I had to get my stuff right. I had to get my beliefs changed through different actions, different behaviors. But then if we know anything about money is that money comes to us when we focus on giving value. So it's inside our process of giving first in order to, to, to get a return, right? I need to add value. I need to solve other people's problems. I need to help other people win, which when you're in complete scarcity, all you care about is getting yourself to yeah. win. Yeah. Right. So now I have to go like, okay, I'm going to help all these people win and trust. And I don't trust if I'm in scarcity. I only trust if I'm in abundance. So that's why internal first has got to be the game. You've got to get yourself in an abundance state first. And there's a bunch of different ways we can do that. Then you get to, to work with new behaviors, adding value, understanding how money works, understanding how the market works, not listening to all the doom and gloom about what the economy is doing and actually going like, okay, I'm going to create my own economy by being the king self, by being my queen self, creating stuff, adding value, helping them win. And in return, I will get my share. I love that. Yeah. Genesis 128, be fruitful and multiply. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. I'm with you. So, and, and the first part of that is B. B because it's B do have unless we we are that ultimate version of ourselves first mm -hmm. we're not going to go and do the behaviors and this is where business owners and entrepreneurs get stuck because they want to have but they barely do and they definitely are not so we have to be that version of ourselves that kicks ass shows up consistently is able to add value is able to trust right? Because that's my, that's my pet peeve with spiritual people, right? They say, oh, I'm a spiritual person. I'm a Christian. I'm a this, I'm a that. They say, okay, well, you want to do this? Yes. I want to, I don't have the mind. I'm not sure how it's going to happen. Well, are you faithful or not? Is God on your side or not? I mean, whatever you believe in universe, God, whatever, whatever way you want to call it, you're either faithful or, not, or, or you're not. You either trust or you don't. And business requires trust yep. through behavior and action. 100%. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the king energy, trying to yeah. get there every day. I, I, my routine, I wake up is a big glass of water, stretch, rosary, put the coffee on, get to work in the golden hours when nobody else is working. I'm ahead of everybody. Love would it. love to hear about you. What, what is, how do you step into King energy every day? Yeah. What, what, what suggestions do you have for the audience? Yeah. I love that. I love that. So, I mean, you, you're, you're proper the vow. I love this. This is really good. I like seeing it. So the, what I say to people is this, first of all, um, the, I always start with it, with a spiritual aspect to, uh, to my morning. So, first thing like this morning i couldn't do it because my daughter lost the first two so we had the two furry and i'm like okay i need to stay in bed because i need to i'm under strict instructions to record this um so normally i start with it with a with a meditation with a visualization and the idea behind this is that i want to create the day right from the beginning in the best possible energy i want to be clear i want to be intentional about everything that happens 
The second thing is I would do, I would take my supplements. Um, uh, I would have, if I'm going to do a workout first thing, I don't like to have food. Some people like to have food first. I would say have, you know, high protein uh, breakfast and then get into or get out of your body. Okay. So what I mean by that is currently I'm doing a, 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 a 365 day challenge where I'm doing uh, 143 burpees every single day, which equals to a uh, thousand burpees a week, about 52,000 burpees a year. The reason behind that is two. One is I want to sweat. I want to get out of my body. I want to do something that is so hard and painful that I don't want to do. Because the last thing I want to do is get on the floor and start doing burpees. It's the last thing, right? But I'm going to force myself to do that, right? Even when I don't see a point, I don't want to do it, I hate it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make myself do it. Why? Because I need to beat me first before I can go out and, and, and be anything for anyone else, right? So then we've got those three parts, I, anything to sweat, right? So that's the first. And second is to, again, to get out of your body, to, to dust yourself off and, and almost keep your... Your, your intensity at a high level, mm -hmm. right? I will follow that up with uh, a cold shower and, and something external, some kind of exposure therapy, whether it's to the elements, whether it's to water, whether it's um, whatever it might be. Why? Because I want to get myself, I want to destroy and kill off and shed that old identity that I know personally for me comes up. Because if I don't do it first thing in the morning, then I'm I'm not going to do the same hard things that I would normally do on a day that I just smash my routines, right? So I take that momentum into, I would do something where I verbalize. I think it's very important to speak things out, right? To get out of your body again. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of that kind of work. And then do the key key activities for for the business for the for the day and if i're a coach always say internal work uh posting getting out talking online advertising getting your stuff out uh reaching out to people prospecting getting on the phone and then building on relationships and referrals yeah. that's it that's all i want to focus on every single day and as i do that i'm i'm in my king state every single day i love it I love that. I love that. I love that you emphasize like I'm taking the intensity up right away and then I'm keeping that. And that's, that's yeah. what's sort of keeping you in that flow state. Uh, two last questions here. I ask every, every guest running up on the half hour, Carlos, and that is knowing what you know now. And what if you could go back in time when you first started your, your coaching businesses, what is one piece of advice you give your former self? Mm. Uh, double down, double down on your routine and your discipline and on the, on the key skills. That's uh, I would I would give up all the money that I made early on, and I want to obviously I needed to make money, so I don't regret anything. But I would have made my complete focus and priority just building building the man even more, and just yeah. tripling down on that. Yeah, uh, Carlo, you have been such a great guest. I'm so glad that we could connect today. Where where if people want to get in touch with you, they want to learn more about you, get in touch, hire you as a business coach. Where can they find and follow you? 
So I'm on I'm on Instagram uh, at the Kingmaker Coaching. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn under my first name, Carla Kincarini. Feel free to reach out. What I say to everyone is I, I love to connect. And if something resonated, please let me know. Like I love having the conversation. But then don't don't trust anything that I say until you see how I live my life. And if the energy is aligned, epic. Otherwise, all good. Yeah. I love that. I love that you're a doer and uh, you're, you're emphasizing that part of it. Carlo, again, thanks so much uh, for your time today. We wish you nothing but the best uh, moving ahead in the new year. Thank you, brother.